Excuse me a minute while I figure out what happened. Scripture reading this morning is 1 Samuel 17. The kids are going to stay in here. Yeah, we're, we're not going to be long in here. So, Early in the morning, David left the flock with the shepherd, located up, loaded up and set up out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and greeted his brothers. As he was talking to them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. And when the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear." Let's say this together. We're not going to have a long study this morning, but it's good whenever we study. This is my Bible. It contains God's will for my life. I can become what it says I can become. Today I will study from his word. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'll never again be the same. I, I have to say one more thing. Uh, this is a quick confession, and but Lucy came to me about three years ago and said, what do you think about VBS? And I ran outside and got my wooden stake and my metal stake, and I said, don't bring the word Bible school up. No, I didn't, but anyway, I said, go talk to someone else, and she did. Thank you for doing that. It was a wonderful time. Our kids got a lot of good stuff. My curiosity always Sometimes it gets the best of me, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But I'm wondering what this word champion meant. And so I began to look, well, what made Goliath a champion? Well, he's got all this armor of everything. I'll just try to dis describe it briefly. briefly. He's got a, it's like having a 30 pounds bronze bucket on your head. You had a t-shirt that weighs about 150 pounds. Uh, uh, scales, you know, that's strapped to your chest about 125. You throw in the equivalent of these soccer shins called greaves made of bronze. Good luck if you can even walk. If you're still standing, add some weapons. A massive stick around 30 pounds. And then he had a sword and a shield that was carried by his armor bearer. So he was a formidable looking character. David comes to find the army of Israel cowering in fear. And as he tries to get information, his brothers kind of slam him in the face, say, you know, basically, shut up, you little runt, get out of here, what are you doing here anyway? A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine army. He was over nine feet tall. The word for champion in the Hebrew word is the word benayim. It's only used twice in all of the Old Testament. It's used both times here in, Daniel, in Samuel chapter 17. The word means a space between two armies. That's what the word champion means, a space 
between two armies. David, on the other hand, is described this way. You're not able to go out against the Philistines and fight him. You're only a boy. And he has been fighting a fighting man from his youth. You know, Saul falls into the trap that it's easy for us to fall in. It's amazing to me you have all of these soldiers that are trained, and I'm not there. It's easy for me to talk. But you have all these soldiers that were trained. I don't, don't see of any prophets coming up and say, well, we can do this. The king, he's cowering behind a bunch of bodyguards. But when David arrives on the scene, he's amazed. I, I keep thinking of that scripture where Paul told Timothy, don't let anyone despise your youth. He is the only one that, at least available in Israel, that couldn't tolerate the things as they were. But you see, Saul was looking with these eyes. David was looking with a totally different set of eyes. The Israelite world was crying out for a champion. Saul was saying, you know, you can, you can marry my daughter, you can do all of this and you can do all of that. Our world really needs champions. That's one of the things that impressed me about the topic chosen and the lessons that were taught. America doesn't need a Super Bowl, world a boxing, a chess, a football, basketball, a Stanley Cup. Those are okay. But those are not the champions that we need as a culture. We need a champion in the sense of the Hebrew word benayim. We need someone to stand in the space between our sin and the power of death. We need someone to stand there. We need someone to stand between the law that demands justice for failure. Anybody here that didn't fail in something this week? You know, it's interesting. When I, when I think of this, Jesus is the one who can stand in between. He's a prophet, but he's much more. He could heal the sick, raise the dead, and more. He calmed the sea. Men were terrified for their life, and they had to wake him up. Lord, save us. I can almost see him, you know, stretching. What's the, what's the deal? He taught things about God that confounded some people, usually the religious people, the religious leaders. He taught other things that were astonished them. Some of them said, you know, we've never heard this kind of teaching in our entire life. He cast out demons. When he would drive up, on one occasion, he came up to the shore in a boat and a demon who no one could control in any way says, what will you have to do with me, Jesus, the son of David? They knew who he was. He died and was buried. But more than that, he brought himself back to life. He said, if I lay my life down, I'll take it up. And in so doing, he overcame Death, hell, and the grave. 
I think I got all this. Let's go back. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. Do not be afraid, Jesus is saying through the Holy Spirit, through an angel to John. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am I am the living one. I was dead. And behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and hell. You think it's important to know a champion to stand in the gap who has those keys? Glass size is what made him the champion to stand in the gap. He didn't stand long, but he was a warrior, maybe a tyrant, certainly a braggart. He occupied that space only until a young man came along who believed that God stood in the only space that really mattered. And he wants Israel and the Philistines to know that such a God exists. And that's where his faith was. I'm, I'm always amazed. We sing this every week, and I get, a, I get a thrill out of it, but I'm amazed at a young boy named David. You know, our, our kids, let me back up. Our kids learned a lot this week. They learned songs. They learned things little things to put inside their minds. You know, parents, every time your child is here, something good goes inside. We've had champions like Tyson, Foreman, Frazier, Ali, Marciano. I want Jesus as a champion. He never met a mountain he couldn't move, a giant he couldn't slay. A person in physical need, that his heart didn't go out. He never met a broken life, that he couldn't take that life and assimilate it and make it better. I never met a chain he couldn't break. He never met evil that he didn't recognize. He met a devil he could defeat. Knew of a soul, he never knew of a soul he couldn't save from sin and from death. Our VBS kids didn't learn all of this, but they got to start. They got to start every day of things that were put in their minds and in their hearts that will start them to being a champion or continue on encouraging them to be the champion for God. Parents, we need you here. We need your children here. And I can't say enough to everyone. You just had to be here to see it all. Jesus is the only champion you'll ever need to know and love and serve. I don't know if he's the Lord of your life, but he would like to be. He would like to be leading you on this journey we're going 
in this life and one day we will all wind up in an eternal place with God, Jesus, the Father, the angels. What a rejoicing that will be. We're going to sing a song of invitation. If we can encourage you, let us know while we stand and sing. Hear me when I call on.